boys. What's happening? <sighs> Guess who got the vaccine? Wait. Not you. I know you. I know something different. You know, I look. You know, got the haircut. Yeah, I we noticed some changes, but that wasn't one of them. But guess who got the vaccine? Are you kidding me? Did you get the vaccine? No, I didn't get that vaccine. Ooh. But but OJ got the vaccine, guys. OJ, <laughs> our homeboy, OJ got Deuce. the vaccine. Can you believe it? Of all people in this world to get the vaccine before anybody else. I know we talked about smokers last week. OJ, the man, the myth, the murderer. <laughs> OJ. Oh, that is a brilliant shirt. <laughs> Dan got merch. Dan oh, let me forget that one. 2021 was a bad year, but OJ got the vaccine. <laughs> got to protect him. Got to keep him. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Protect the juice. That's crazy, man. So the reason I bring this up is because we talked so much about smokers last week and lying. And I'm like, who was the person who had to give OJ the vaccine? Because if I'm in line and there's people coming and it's like, okay, all right, 70-year-olds, 80-year-olds, go for it. And then you see OJ. No, 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 no. Stopped. Got to stop the line right there. Sorry, you got to get to the back of the line and like 300 billion people behind, you know, in the way, way back. You're, you're way at the back there. Oh, come on. <laughs> What a what a fantastic world that we live in. That OJ is getting the vaccine before everybody else. Everybody, everybody else. How do you? I how do you every, feel, Chris? I hate yeah, everything speechless. so much. I hate everything. I'm gonna. I promise you, and this is 100 percent selfish. I promise you, I'm gonna be like the last person to get this damn vaccine <laughs> because I took care of myself for 34 years and I'm going to have to wait to be the last person. I, OJ, are you kidding me? <laughs> this is just ridiculous. I, like, th- cause there's going to be so many more of those that happen where, but yeah. it's not going to be like to OJ's level, but you're going to find out that like, Oh, like so-and-so's friend who's like 24 snuck in a line and their parents couldn't show up. So he took it. Now he got the back and like, this stuff's going to happen so much over the next three or four months, and it's going to be aggravating to no end, to no end. But Dan, here's a question actually for both of you, because there's uh, a big story. So uh, SoulCycle, a lady who teaches at SoulCycle, she considers herself an educator, got the vaccine. Well, if that's the case, I'm a, I'm a coach, so am I not an educator? See, and is- and we we gather here every week, and I educate the two of you. Yeah. So. Well, wait a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we- right. that works, Chris. And now Dan, my real estate, the person who helped us buy this house. Yes. He got the vaccine. All right. I, Do you I, have I need- your license? Do you? If I'm going to renew it just for that, if that's unbelievable. Because he has to go in from, you know, he has to go in houses and be around yeah. all these people. And it's like, they still want people to buy houses. They want people not to buy houses and stuff like that. Of so course. like he has to do it. So he's essential. He got the vaccine. All right. I'm dusting that bad boy off. We're getting back into it. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting front, front of the line. Let's go. See, 
smoking, you know, whatever. I'll, I'll throw that on there as well. Maybe I can jump a couple more spots above. We educate. I thought it was more we educate people on the podcast as a group collectively. I thought Chris was looking out for the greater good. No, no, no. I thought not. Back to I told you yes. at the beginning of that, this is a selfish endeavor. I don't care. I, I need this vaccine. <laughs> I just want to go outside. Like, I want to go do stuff again. I'm so bored. <laughs> wow. Well, yeah. we have our in. Thanks, you. Thanks, thanks for the help, Didi. Now that we know we have a path, OJ has a path. Second, path. Thing, yeah, go back to OJ. I still don't understand. What did he do? Is he of? Is he like in that age bracket? Yeah, he's or just he old. Say, yeah, he's okay. just old. Yeah, he's just old and was he, able to is get he it. An educator because he does videos on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> it's it's What's possible on he can educate people on how to hey, Twitter get away with stuff. <laughs> it's amazing but yeah he did a video just think about this because you know there have been a lot of people posting when they get the vaccine and you know because it's basically say the vaccine's okay i i did it you should go get it he did one like that like like he was an influencer (laughs) (laughs) for like health and safety okay thanks juice yeah yeah Oh, well, Juice says it's okay. Hey, he says it's fine. He looks good. He's healthy. It's fine. <laughs> oh, man. Well, boys, I needed to enlighten you with that because, you know, OJ is a friend of the, friend of the program, unfortunately. Question mark? Yes? Kind of? <laughs> he won a brunchy. He, he did. He did. He did he win a brunchy. It. He didn't know it, but he won one. Yeah. Wow. Oh, boys, welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. Today, we're going to be talking a lot of Super Bowl, Super Bowl prop bets, uh, give our thoughts on the Super Bowl and what we're going to be eating and stuff like that. Also, we're talking Jared Goff, who uh, has to move from L.A. to Detroit, and uh, we're going to talk about that. Uh, we're going to do our first seg- our first ever brunch court because there is someone taking Subway to court over a certain... Uh, food that they serve so we're gonna be talking about that what we're listening to and right now boys i need this because we are still not unpacked yet (laughs) (laughs) moving four people man it's it's wild um but anyways bruise day let's get into it i might start drinking right now (laughs) do you want to start this week yeah I'm going to start this week. Here's why. Uh, actually, there's two reasons. One, still not impact yet. Moving a family of four when two of the people can't move anything sucks, right? Because <laughs> they have so much stuff. Those two kids have so much stuff. And they can barely, like, Sersha can barely speak English. Major can't speak at all. They can't do anything. So it's just me and Siobhan during COVID trying to make this thing happen. And we've done an okay job. But... Not the greatest job. So that's the first reason. Second reason why I need this brew today is because I really want to go on vacation. And this brew I drank in Hawaii, Hanalei Island IPA. It's got grapefruit, passion fruit, orange, guava, all the good stuff. Hanalei Island IPA. I love this stuff. And I was in the aisle again like, I need to go on vacation. This is going to be a theme probably for the rest of the year. Every beer is going to be brewed in a place I need to go or just a place I dream about every day. Cheers. Wow. That's great a great pick there. That sounds amazing. That's yeah. 
That is a smart pick. And uh, I think about vacation all the time. Specifically, I think about Hawaii. Yeah. I'm, I mean, yeah, probably daily. Probably. God, daily. I love Hawaii. Is that Kona? Is that the um, Where are we at? brewing company? Is, is it Kona? Yeah, Kona up top. Kona. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. That's good all stuff. I drank last time I was in Hawaii. It was good. Time. Yeah. Wonderful. <sighs> all right. Well, I'll go next. I did pick up beer this week, guys. All so, right. Let's go. Um, I have Cinderland's Fillmore IPA. And um, I'm excited. I know a fact about this beer. Okay. And it's it's pretty bougie. So are you ready? I'm ready. Yeah, it's um, brewed with something called cashmere hops. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Hops. <laughs> <laughs> Fancy. So well, that's the fun, that's the fact. But yeah, so that's what I'm drinking today. First hit, first sip analysis. Give it to us. Break it down. It's one uh, bite. Everybody knows the rules. No, why, why am I the one that, that always gets this? Why, why don't we make Didi do that? Okay, you know both me and Didi don't well, know. He at, least ex- he at least explained some of the you know the fruits and things like that that was brewed with, so I can at least grasp something there. But I, yeah, you you know the the hops that's that's one thing. But give me levels of of bitterness is you know what do you, what do you taste? Uh, it is a little bitter actually. It's yeah, a, it's a so I, I had one of these over the weekend when I picked it up. Um, and it's a, for me, it's an easy drinker because it's 6.4 ABV. Like it's not too crazy, but, uh, it is more on the bitter side, which I know for some people that's not their, their thing with IPAs. I tend to like, I feel like, Ooh, here's a, maybe a t-shirt. The bitter, the better. Okay. Okay. I dig that. Yeah. So, uh, the bitter, the better bruise day. That's how I feel about this IPA. Thank you for pushing me this week, Dan. See? see? You see what yeah. happens? You got to get, get outside out of, of your comfort zone. Right. Thanks, Cinderlands. The yes. better, the better. Happy Bruise Day. Happy Bruise Day. Did you happen to pick up the double bubbly while you were there? I did not. No, this is the only one I got. Okay. They have a, they they unleashed their version of the mimosa beer, and uh, inquiring minds wanted to know. Ah. Um, for this week, I'm glad I was afraid when you said you went on a beer run, you were going to take one of the ones that I suggested for you last week. And that's what I have here for us today. Uh, I, I beer, uh, a brewing company that Chris, you featured many a time. And I don't think I have yet. Uh, our good friends at Hitchhiker. Okay. I thought you were going to say Germany. <laughs> <laughs> our good friends, Germany and their beer. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> and it tastes like beer. That's all. <laughs> Another great shirt. Um, yes, our friends at uh, Hitchhiker, Pittsburgh-based uh, brewery, released a triple thick, and that is their chocolate and vanilla milkshake stout. Um, here she is right here, thick with three Cs, if you will. Um, this beer is is wonderful. It really is. It's a 9%, so this is uh, an afternoon delight, plus probably a little bit of a dessert later to be honest with you. Um, nothing like a good mid afternoon stout. Um, but it, it's, it is really nice. The one thing about stouts is there's a dominant flavor because of the grist, right? It's either, uh, it's often chocolate, it's coffee, or it's kind of like a roastiness, not necessarily a coffee flavor, but like a, ro- a strong roasty flavor. So a lot of breweries I find struggle when you advertise something as like all these different ingredients and flavors and they're so they're super subtle 
because that dominant flavor just overpowers them. So when they can do it right, it's phenomenal. This is done right. Uh, there's a lot of chocolate here, uh, not overpowering amount of vanilla. Um, and it's actually a little boozy, which was a surprise to me, a little bit boozy on this, but it's, it's a, it's a nice surprise. Um, the triple thick chocolate and vanilla milkshake stout from good friends at Hitchhiker. Delicious, delicious one for you for Bruce day. Very nice. I'm not I surprised that Hitchhiker did, did it well. They, they tend to do that. They do. They do. They're very, they're very great at it and they deserve uh, props for this one. First time release on this and it's, it's wonderful. Wipe me down started playing in my head because you said little boozy and I thought <laughs> little boozy. So now I've got like shoulders, chest, shoes in my <laughs> head right now. So preview to uh, the end of the show when we'll yeah, talk about seriously. what Didi's listening to. Yeah, we just <laughs> right. added. Yeah, wipe me and, down. It's now going to be yeah. on the playlist. Depending on how much of this I drink, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys, cheers! First Bruise Day of February. Big cheers! Yes, big, cheers. big old cheers! Happy Bruise nice. Day! Well, boys, let's get it off our chest, Chris. Get it off your chest, sir. Today is a big day in American history, boys. Um, I don't know if you heard, but at long last, our national nightmare is over. EA Sports is bringing back their college football video game. I have to tell you both that at the beginning of quarantine, all the way back in March, almost an entire year now, uh, I made some emotional purchases because I was downright scared about what I would do with my time. Uh, The one that sticks out as probably the worst purchase because of how little I've used it is I bought an Xbox. Remember (laughs) we talked about video games way, 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 way back. Uh, Yeah. Did not play that very much because then like I bought it and they're like, no, we're going to play football this year. And then I never used it. But that's all turning around now because there's going to be an NCAA college football video game coming out. I am very, very excited. Uh, my, this, the, the circles that I run in on the internet are very college football heavy. So it was a lot of fun today to see the timeline so excited uh, and group texts with my friends that are all excited about it. It made me wonder like what what video game what other video game like have they held back from people that would warrant such or elicit such like a huge eruption of like positive energy when they announced that it was i mean every year people have been begging for this game i, I think it's been since like 2013 or 2014 since they actually yeah. have had uh, a video game out and um yeah long awaited but i'm super pumped uh, not only because I'll get to use my Xbox, but because I loved that football game. Like I have, I have dynasties saved on my PlayStation two that I haven't used in a long time that were so much fun. Um, and yeah, like I said, it's a great day. It's a great day in American history and, uh, mark it down February 2nd, 2021. That's when things started to turn around. Yes, it wow. is. It is. It is a great day. You're right, Chris. We've, played this video game for years with friends on dynasty mode and and things like that. And they've all turned to other games like shooter games and whatever, whatever the kids play, uh, halos and at, um, and no, I've always been, uh, it's been the college football has been NCAA football has been one of the greatest 
video games in the history of video games. The only thing that I could think that elicited a similar response was like when Tony Hawk re-released uh, his video game. What was that last year, maybe a year and a half ago where people were freaking out. Um, but, but you're right. There's a lot of positive energy around it. And you've guys like Darren Ravel who unfortunately provide some of the bad news where like, there's not going to be zero player likeness and you won't even have, uh, you know, anybody that is corresponds to like a team's, uh, actual ability and their overall scores and their players and things like that. But I don't think people really care at this point. It's like, we don't need that right now. And we are not going to complain about it when it gets released. Uh, but yes, a, a wonderful day to have that back in our world in the future. Okay. That's see, what, that's yeah, go what ahead, I was going to ask. That's what I was about to ask. I was like, what is this game going to look like? Cause I know the whole reason why they shut the game down is because, you know, I loved playing with Pat White and Steve Slayton, even though they were five and 10, but I knew who they were and, you know, they weren't getting paid for that. So I, yeah. How is that? What is that going to look like? Is it just going to be like Alabama's just going to have a bunch of good dudes, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) The, uh, the internet will fix that. The internet will fix that because you can, you know how like in Madden, you can like, when you're going into a draft class, you can download like, what the actual draft class is going to be and just like pull that into the game. It, so you can draft the actual players. So the internet's going to fix that. And somebody with a lot of time is going to create every player on every team. And it'll, it'll probably be as easy as downloading it and pulling it in. See Darren Ravel, big bummer again with that. He said that's going to happen and then it's going to get tied up in a lawsuit with EA sports and not going to be able to get it released. They're doing it now. They, they, they're doing it yeah, right now. Doing, uh, yeah. So I don't I don't know what it will eventually, because we still what, I have a little bit of ways to go before this actually comes out. But I think even if it's a bunch of generic football players where at least at least the team represents the, the similar skill set. And yeah, you can still even adjust those things manually. Uh, even if it may, may not be, you could adjust the number and the score and things like uh, the player and, and whatnot, uh, maybe individually. But I think people are just excited to have it back. Cause you can take Madden right now and like down, I don't know. I don't know what it's called. Like download a patch or something like that. Like you, and you can convert all the NFL teams to college teams right now. Um, you only get 32 teams though. So it's not like you get every college football team. So, so it's like the, uh, the playoff basically you only get 32 to choose from because nobody outside of those two teams, those five can make the playoff. We're not going to go down that road. And don't get me started. Don't get me started. I didn't have it back. I didn't have it back. <laughs> well dan get it off your chest what's well, going on in your mind well i'm gonna take it back to oj a little bit <laughs> okay let's go let's go back to oj um and just thoughts on that in in general i am sick and tired of seeing close-up images of somebody's arm getting stuck with a needle or just the needle okay <laughs> i'm it, we've seen it we get it enough it's everywhere Every vaccine-related story, every news outlet in person goes with the same type of photo, real close-up image of a needle or real close-up image of somebody getting the needle in their arm. Let's back it up a little bit, please. And I'm not like super terrified of needles. I've had, I'm not going to be afraid to get this vaccine and other shots and things like that before. No, it's not pleasant, but like, let's go. Um, But I don't need it in my face all the time. Just use something different. Use the liquid, you know, actual vaccine bottle. Give me something like that. Give me the name of the company. Give me a further shot away of somebody 
giving getting the vaccine. Or maybe it's like over the other shoulder. So you can just see there's something going on there, but you don't have to see insertion. I don't need that all the time. It's like whenever there's a new bug discovered and they had this like close-up image of the bug in its eyes under like a microscope. It's like, who's asking for that? We don't need this. Oh, the cicadas are back. Here's one. Like, let's settle down with the zoom-ins in the close-ups of all these nasty-ass gross images. We don't need them. Nobody wants them. Scale it back. Cameras are getting more and more high def. It's going to get worse and worse and worse. Just had to get off that off my chest. I don't want to see it anymore. Thank you. I'll tell you, as as a uh, openly squeamish person, uh, <laughs> I am with you. <laughs> I uh, I haven't noticed too much of that, but I'm glad because I can pretty. I, I feel like I can pretty vividly picture exactly what you're saying, and I know what you mean when it's like the lo- like the local news only. Like, what type of B-roll do they have for shots? <laughs> <laughs> Right. It's all the same. Right in the arm. There it is. It's like, come on. Can we back up, please? We get oh, it. Yeah. yeah. Every day it is uh, just footage of the drive up sites. Like the way like I've seen people get shot in the arm while sitting there. I've been seeing people shot in the arm going through their cars with the drive through. It's like, bam, bam, bam. No, it, it is. It does get to a point where you're just like, we're literally I mean, it's a different voiceover, but it's the same stuff every single day. And I got friends who do news. I know that's what people think. I I don't know how that drives up ratings or how people, I don't know what that does for people that makes them say, you know what? We need to do more vaccine coverage every single day. I think, because don't you just want to know when, like when you can get it? Because that's all I want to know. I'm just like, all right, when can people between this age and this age get it? And then that's all I really want to know. And I feel like that's all my parents want to know. I feel like that's all anybody really wants to know. I don't need to see like Joe Schmo, 88 year old getting his vaccine. I don't need to see it. No, I, I, I felt like that since all of this stuff started, like after the first two weeks, I just been like, okay, I just tell me when I'm going to get the shot. I don't need to know or see all of this stuff every day. It's too much. Yeah. Too, just too much of the zoom ins, the close ups, the needles, the insertions, the bugs, like bed bugs. That's another one. Like, you know how small bed bugs are? They're so hard to see. And it's like when a hotel has a breakout of bed bugs, they like show you like bed bugs, like straight up in their face. And like, you could see their eyes. It's like, show a picture of the bed, something else, please. So I'm hoping somebody out there will hear my plea and we can ease up on that stuff a little bit. Show a picture of the bed. I like it. (laughs) That's that plus t-shirt. the amount of times you said insertion during that segment. I know. Yeah, like, I was I was bordering on, yeah. I, I thought of that myself. I'm like, oh boy. Any other another word here? <laughs> I go oh. thesaurus. But Didi, what's on your chest this week? Um, why do why do people still do Groundhog's Day? What the hell is this? It's the dumbest thing in the world. I understand back in the whatever, the 1700s, whatever the hell this shit started, and somebody was like, you know, some genius just decided to scam people and say that, oh, we're going to get six more weeks of winter because the groundhog did this. But why in 2021, when people can tell, when we can look on our phones and see the forecast like a month out, and it's pretty much dead on, right? Why do we care what a groundhog does and why do we do this 
every single year, even during a pandemic. What This should have been the year where it was like, okay, the people of whatever that town is in Pennsylvania. Punxsutawney, just, come on, baby. Wait, it's Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania? That's yeah, what it's called? I've been there, and it's wild. You've been there for Groundhog's Day? No. Oh, I've so, heard it actually is wild on Groundhog's it, Day. It, on Groundhog's Day, it is, but it is unbelievable. The, the town is based around that one day and that one road all year long. I, yeah. I, why, why do we do this? What, why? Like, cause I, every day, like all of the reports, all over the news this morning, cause I'm up at seven o'clock. It was like groundhog's day, groundhog day, groundhog day. And I'm like, what, why do we do this? Why do we do this? It makes no sense. No sense. Technology is just too good for us to care about what a groundhog does and actually say, all right, we're going to listen to that. It's like six more weeks of winter. I'm like, yeah, it's snowing outside. Good job, Groundhog. I don't know. This is um, dumb. First of all, his name is Phil. Um, <laughs> not Groundhog. <laughs> groundhog. Respect, Dee. Come on. Yeah, freaking respect on Phil. Um, groundhog. And it's, it's interesting. He's over. Yeah, you're right. I've been doing this a long, long time. And most of the time, he declares six more weeks of winter. In the first week of February, which is kind of like, yeah, no shit. Like, it's not going to be spring in February. This isn't some remarkable prediction, which I guess why more often than not, it's six more weeks of winter. But he's still, they claim he's 50% right. Is that good? (laughs) I don't know. Sometimes it's like, well, 50-50 shot, but I'm like, it should be better than that, right? Or maybe put it this way. If you like, if you had to study for a test. And it was all true, false. And you, it was like 20 questions and you ended up with 50%. Would you feel good about that score? No, not That's if not I studied. But what good. if I didn't study? What if I... I'd like to think ground, the groundhog is studying. I, I don't think he is. <laughs> I think he's lounging around. Here's the thing. I, I'm so glad, Didi, that you brought this up. I thought about maybe doing this one. Like today I woke up, I saw like those 15 weird dudes huddled around a groundhog and I was like, oh, it's that thing again. And I went online to actually like I Google searched like, why is this happening? Like, why do we do this? And all of the search results go back to the official Groundhog's Day website, which basically laughs at you in the face. It's just like all this made up stuff. Like it, they don't even like it. There's like a FAQ. Yeah, I read a Groundhog's Day FAQ today. Wow. Okay, it's yes. a banner day in the Gates household. The FAQ is is like it's it's all crap. Like they they don't even take it seriously. And I want to know, and I couldn't find out the information. I I do I I do not like this tradition at all. I don't like it. You did say you were busy today. That makes sense. I was combing <laughs> combing the internet for for this information. It started Groundhog's Day started in eighteen. 18- 87. That's a long time. 1887. Well, PETA wants to shut it down, so you can be Team PETA. <laughs> oh my God. PETA. I hate PETA. That's another hit from Didi's Twitter account. If you yes. I love Didi's tweet. So what do you want? You want you, you, you Team PETA or you want the groundhog to live on forever? Show us that shadow. Hit 50% from the free throw line. That's the thing. If you go on the website, it's like, how many groundhogs have been Phil? And they're like, there's only one Phil. Like, they don't even tell you. I was so mm. frustrated. Wait, 
there's not see that's just annoying because there's not just we know you switch out the groundhogs you know it's just like sea world shamu we know there's more shamus like there's not just one shamu like we know it's we're on like shamu the 57th at this point right, right. but like right. don't lie to us there's not one groundhog it's a good point <laughs> stupid yeah groundhog's day shut it down sorry dan and your friend phil <laughs> shut it down <laughs> All right, well, boys, let's get into the main course. Actually, before we get to the main course, if you've listened to this for 28 minutes, Dan, tell everybody where they should find the Brunch Breakdown. I love it. I love how we we throw this promo in anywhere now, so you can't even avoid it. It's anywhere (laughs) in every episode. (laughs) Of course, you can find the Brunch Breakdown anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, each and every Wednesday, uh, anywhere that you listen, hit that subscribe button. Let those episodes come to you every Wednesday morning. And of course, you can find the full video episode uh, released Wednesday afternoon as well on our YouTube page, as well as our Facebook page. Those premiere around noon Eastern and available on demand anytime you'd like to watch the full video episodes. And of course, you can find us anywhere on social media at Facebook, uh, on, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Instagram at Brunch Breakdown. And while you're there, check out a good friend of the program, Brendan, in the Legend Status Podcast. He's at Legend Status Pod. Check his episodes out every Tuesday. So enjoy. Uh, boys, a little bit of breaking news here coming oh. from uh, my wife. Sent me a text and said, you can now share Amazon accounts. It is now, Ooh. there's now Amazon family accounts. So, for those of you who have to go sign up for the free trial in December so your wife, your girlfriend, whomever doesn't know what you're getting them for Christmas, now you can share Amazon accounts. There's family accounts for Amazon. Oh, I love it. Jeff Bezos steps down and all of a sudden now we can open up the family account game. I love it. Yes. No need for the separate accounts. Thank you. Finally. Well, <laughs> let's get into the main course. Boys, prop bets. Dan, you sent us a bunch. Prop bets for the Super Bowl coming up this weekend. Um, it's Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes. I feel like they're the only two people playing in the Super Bowl because that's all I've heard about, which I don't have that much of a problem with, but it's also just like, can we get another story? <laughs> Like, exactly. I'm, I'm sitting at home, like, wait, you know, waiting for some kind of content. But then it's like, there's no media day this year. There's just like kind of a bunch of nothing this year, except Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady, who won't even be on the field at the same time. <laughs> I know that's the that's the thing, right? I think a lot of people are happy with the, the teams that are in the game, but it gets old very quickly when that's the only story that's driving it and hopefully it's the last time we have to see these two play each other but uh yeah it would be nice if if we got a little bit of focus maybe somewhere else this week it's been a long two weeks between games give us something else give us something else to work with i knew it was a slow super bowl news week when i saw it today on sports center while i was lifting the topic of who's a slower quarterback tom brady or peyton manning <laughs> oh that sucks <laughs> that's Yikes. terrible yeah least hyped super bowl ever did they do a sports science with like 
No, we they were just like, animals? let's yeah. go to Stephen A and get his point. Like, it was so stupid. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah. Stephen A but, was there like all serious. Like, all right, I'm going to tell you who's, who's yeah. slower. Now, Peyton Manning, <laughs> if you guys remember Peyton Manning, he just was never that fast. He was never that fast. <laughs> but Tom Brady, I've taken showers with Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm a personal friend of Tom Brady. And I know Tom Brady's fast. Have you seen that boy's calves? God. Well, let's get to something that's going to be fun on Super Bowl Sunday, yes. which is the prop bets. Dan, you gave us a bunch of them. Let's go through them right now. Let's, let's go this. through some of these, yeah, unique and fun prop bets to maybe make the game. These are all prop bets that you can legitimately bet on, by the way. We didn't come up with these. These are legit Vegas prop bets that you can spend money and bet on. Okay. So first one, how many commercials will have a dog in it? Gentlemen, the over-under is set at four and a half. See, what that's what, I, that's what I need. Because when you <laughs> sent these over, I was like, can, is this like a, can we have like a multiple choice test or something? Because when you just say, how many commercials will have a dog in it? You know how many commercials run during this damn event? I have no idea. So four and a half is the over-under? That's the over-under is four and a half. I'm going over. 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 The reason I'm going over is because these commercials shot during COVID. It's going to be a lot of at-home commercials. I know. Yeah. A lot of commercials focusing on people at home and dogs are at the house. And that's what I'm, that's what I'm going for. Over. <sighs> that's a good call. I also feel like there's typically a dog presence in some beer commercials. For yeah. whatever reason. That's fair. Um, who knows? PetSmart may have picked up an ad here or there, you know? Um, I'm going to go over. I'm going to, I think I, I, I like that pick DD. I'm going to go over. Okay. Yeah. This is going to be interesting and we'll naturally, we're going to break down the best and the worst of the commercials next week. It'll be a fantastic episode, but a lot of companies that traditionally advertise in the Super Bowl have pulled out, um, and they're spending their money on COVID related things to help the public, which is, a great gesture on their part, but it could also also reduce the quality of the commercials on Sunday, depending on maybe it makes them more entertaining because those there's a more chance for those smaller companies to get in. Uh, so that's going to be fascinating to, to see. I think actually, uh, Chris, you mentioned beer commercials. I think Budweiser is not going to run an ad this year. Yeah, um, I heard that, yeah. which is for the f- first time in who knows how long, but I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under, but I think it's going to be around that four. I think it's going to be teetering right around four, but give me the under on the four and a half on dogs in commercials. So that's your first one. That's an interesting one, boys. I guess we're going to have to keep track of these now. Yeah. I'm going to, every time I see a dog, I'm just going to be dog, dog. I'm just going to point them out. We'll just, that's a good one. Group text, dog, dog. (laughs) Uh, Next prop bet on the list here. (laughs) I love this one so much. Coach to have nostrils seen first during the game. <laughs> so between uh, Bruce Arians and Andy Reid, who will have their nostrils shown first? And it is during the game, not pregame. Who do you guys think is the favorite here? Who do you think uh, is more likely based on these odds? What? So this is specific. It's, it's specific to the head coaches. It could, it could specific just be to the head coaches, Andy Reid or Bruce Arians. Doesn't Andy Reid just wear the the face shield? He's done both. He's done both. He's he done both, done... and he's done like 
both, like the mask and the mask and the shield. Yeah, <laughs> and the shield. pretty intense with it. Coupled it up. Yeah, uh, I mean lately, that's, a, that's a game breaker right there. What what is Andy Reid's fashion choice for the game? My money's on Bruce Arians, just because Andy Reid has been kind of the spokesman for COVID. He's been the guy. You know, I'm not sure. I've seen more of Andy Reid this season than I have Bruce Arians, even though I've watched a lot of Tampa Bay, but not exactly showing Bruce Arians on the sideline the way they do Andy Reid. So I'm going with him just because I've seen Andy Reid's work. His mask work is good. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Andy Reid, or I'm sorry, Bruce Arians is most likely based on the odds. Arians is at a minus 250 and Reid is at a plus 150. Um, (laughs) and I agree with you, Didi. I think it, I I would put the money on, on Arians because just because of Andy Reid. And if you've noticed Andy Reid's, the actual mask that he now uses is like really deep in terms of how far it gets away from your mouth. So there's plenty of oxygen room in there. It's not up against the face it's like a a d cup off a bra just right on his muzzle (laughs) and they put some chiefs stuff on it that they found in joanne fabrics i'm pretty sure that's what he did i'm telling you look out for it and it never comes off it never comes off but the face shield is a game changer and i could see bruce pulling that thing off his face a little bit and we get a little nose goes so i go arians chris after that after that who you got this is just making me realize that the two of all the coaches in the NFL that we've witnessed try and protect themselves and others with masking it up, Bruce Arians and um, Andy Reid Andy Reed are like the two most ridiculous coaches in terms of what they look like on the sideline. What is, what has Bruce Arians been doing lately with like the, the sling across his body? And it looks like he has like, I don't even know how to describe it. There's like a, like a, like a battery pack and like a, yeah. a PA remote control. And like, he looks like he's like suiting up to like be a video game character or something. It looks ridiculous. <laughs> um, That's true. But uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Andy Reid. I'm gonna go Andy Reid. Okay. Uh, see, as we've talked this through, I'm kind of picturing him with the mask, and I feel like he does not have he does not have control of that situation at all. Okay. All right. Okay. We shall see. It's gonna slide down. I love it. The D cup will fall. I- <laughs> Jeez. Sure. <laughs> Unbelievable. The D cup will fall. I can't wait to get that text on Sunday. (laughs) Because I know I'm going to forget about this. And then one of you guys is going to remember. And you're going to be watching it as soon as it starts. D cup. Andy Reid. D cup. I see a a nose out of that D cup. I love Um, it. (laughs) All right. uh, On to the next one. And this is based on the announcing. uh, And our wonderful friends at CBS, uh, Jim Nance and Tony Romo on the call. What will be said first during the broadcast of the game? COVID or pandemic? COVID is the more likely of the two at minus 500. Pandemic is at a plus 300. Boys, COVID or pandemic? What's coming out first? I would go pandemic. I feel like because Jim Nance is on the call, correct? That's what you said. Mm -hmm. Jim Nance, like you've heard him start events, 
right? Like when he starts Augusta, he doesn't he doesn't shorten he doesn't like worry about word count. Right. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to go for the shorter option. He's gonna he's gonna build it all out for you. And so I think he's going to say like the Super Bowl in this year of the pandemic. I think he's going full pandemic. <sighs> this is tough because there are two ways this could go, right? Like they're either going to start it like second word is going to be pandemic or the first thing that he's going to talk about is that there are fans there and, but they're like ner- their first responders and stuff. And he's going to say COVID mm. if talking about the first responders first, I think anyways, but man, that's tough. So yeah, I think, so I'm, gonna, I think I'm leaning pandemic though. There is that chance for like COVID-19 pandemic. Ooh. Ooh, where's the money go then? <laughs> That's a good one. Please. That's a good point. COVID-19? Yeah, got to go to COVID-19, go to COVID then, I guess, at that point. Um, you're right, Didi. I was trying to think of how, because I was fully agreeing with Chris was saying, with especially with Jim Nance, my money's on pandemic, but there is certainly that opportunity where COVID could be first if he's referring to something, if they start with something like that. So we're all taking the uh, quote-unquote underdog. Uh, with pandemic being said first on that prop bet. Uh, next one, let's get into the halftime show a little bit here. Uh, color of the weekend's first jacket. Uh, regard whether he has a wardrobe change or not, we're not sure. But color of the weekend's first jacket when he first appears during halftime. I'll read these in order of favorite or most likely to least likely. Okay, most likely betting odds black. Second is red, followed by blue and white, which are tied, and then purple. So again, in order of favorite to least favorite, black, red, blue, white, purple. Didi, what are you going with here? It's going to be red and black, but it's going to be mostly red. I think you're going to see both colors. Mm-hmm. It's going to be red and black. It just goes with the theme of what he's been doing this whole year. But I think it's going to be red and black, mainly because you know... So you'll know you, so you see him. Yeah. Like he's going to stand out. It's going to be a mostly red jacket. So red where I'm going. Chris, where are you laying? <laughs> so jackets are his thing. Is that he, he wears a lot of jackets? It's more like the color scheme of what he's been going through. And it's been like a red and black, like the, the album cover was like black and the red colors. And mm-hmm. he's been, doing lots of things with red and black and black and red. That's what yeah. it's been. And usually that's a, yeah, there's like a suit jacket that he's wearing. That's kind of the, those are kind of the consistent parts of uh, this new album era. Understood. Uh, I think if I remember correctly, there's been a commercial running on TV where he like pulls it into a parking lot in a car. And I think in that commercial, he's wearing a black jacket. That's correct. So I'll go with black. All right. Good one. Good. Interesting point. Good. Good callback there. Uh, I lean red as well. Both teams are red. Red makes them stick out. Red's kind of been that theme uh, for this album. Like you said, Didi. Uh, so I, I kind of I kind of lean red on that as well. Uh, that goes into the next prop bet, which is a little bit more interesting. Uh, if you've been following what the weekend's been doing, 
over the course of the past couple of months in this whole awareness for drunk driving, right? And the bandages on his face and then like the fake plastic surgery that he got that freaked everybody out. Will the weekend appear with bandages on his head? Uh, no is a minus 1500. Yes is a plus 1600. So money's going more than likely. No, but what do you guys think? Any chance that we see the bandages as part of this, like overlying theme that that picks back up? I hope so. I want the Super Bowl halftime show to be weird. It's the weekend. I want it to be (laughs) weird. I, I want people to be look, I want my mom to call me after the Super Bowl halftime show and be like, what the hell was that? (laughs) <laughs> they're like i like that blinding light song like i like that can't feel my face song but i don't know what was going on on stage and on my screen because it's you know it's a it's an interesting year because it's like he's going to be at the stadium of course but like i feel like they probably planned this show thinking that no one was going to be there so they might have more room to do some weirder stuff right right i don't know i i don't know i just want it to be weird i hope he has bandages all over his face i hope he has the weird plastic surgery during like he does in the savior tears video which is awesome if you haven't seen it. Um, but yeah, I I hope so. <laughs> what do you think, there, Chris? I was not familiar with any of that, but I'll go with yes. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go. See, I I don't know if he will, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say yes, but with a little bit of a caveat, where it's we're not actually seeing them on his face, but maybe it's behind a curtain with a light on it. So you're seeing like the shadow and then maybe you're seeing him rip it off and then that comes down and then you see him and he's doesn't have the bandages on, or maybe it's part of like a video package. Like you said, Didi, they can get away with a lot more now that it won't be all live right there in the stadium uh, because there won't be so many fans there. So I think it will, he will have it at some point, but maybe necessarily not necessarily on stage during a performance or something like that. It's going to be in some sort of package or clip that way um two more to go here boys uh back to the announcers start with this one good friend tony romo good friend of the program how many times will tony romo mention his kids the over under set at one half one half so it's it's a low over under 0.5 times so if he mentions it once and you get the over that's that's all you need is a one-time mention is that his thing? Does he do that? He doesn't not do it. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't not do it, but it's definitely a definite possibility, especially when he knows the spotlight's on him. He likes to talk about his kids. Well, if you're giving me the odds where one takes it, then I'm, yeah, I'm going to go one. Yeah, he does. Because Patrick Mahomes is quarterbacking, and he's going to mention his kids liking Patrick Mahomes or something. There's an easy in there at the beginning of this to talk about mm-hmm. like his kids, or maybe there's a, a Tom Brady story with his kids. Like there was with Tom Brady and Drew Brees, kids after that game. That was like a lot of people talked about that. So there's, there's, there's chances for him to throw in my kids. You, so yeah. 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 I, I, I think that's solid. That's I'm going happening. with yes too. It just, if it all takes is one to make that money, get give it to me. I'm putting money down on yes all day. Uh, last one, which I wanted to do a little bit more research on this, but I didn't care enough about Tony Romo. Uh, how many times will kindergarten be said? Are his kids in kindergarten 
why are we talking about kindergarten on the during the game? And that over under is also set at 0.5. I don't know. That must be his thing, I guess, if that's what they're saying. I don't know. That's I know nothing about that. I was trying to think of another connection besides maybe his kids are in kindergarten, but I don't recall hearing it for any other reason. I was trying to think about this one, too, like because I know like for games with Patrick Mahomes, like often Patrick Mahomes gets brought up. Like about when he was a little kid. Ooh, his yeah. Was, was, was he in was he in kindergarten when Tom won his first Super Bowl or something or when Tom entered the league? Could be that too. Yeah. Ooh. That could be. Tom is like 43, 42. Yeah. How old's Mahomes? Like 25. 25? So that's like 17, 18 years there between the two of them. Tom Brady's first Super Bowl would have been in 2001. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's oh, we're doing some math here now. Oh, man. Because if that's it, that's that's it changes it. Patrick Mahomes turned six when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. Ooh. and He was in kindergarten in. Kin- there it is. So, yeah, I'll take it. I'm going yes on that then for sure. That's why. Yep. And they're probably going to. Yeah. Kindergartens might go way over. Because I bet they don't just do Patrick Mahomes. They're going to do like everybody who was in kindergarten when Tom Brady won his first Super Bowl. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. It's going to be right. like Tyreek Hill was four years old. It's going to be like, yeah. Yeah. So we're all taking the over on the kindergarten. Yeah. That's the one to bet. If you're listening to this before the Super Bowl, wow. put money on that one. Put money on that. Yes. Um, so that's just some of the interesting one, guys. There's naturally the other one, the regular ones that you see every year. What color will the Gatorade bath be? Uh, who will the MVP thank first? Um, you know, family, team, fans, uh, God, whatever it is. So some of the fun ones. And hopefully, uh, don't take our advice, but uh, if you'd like to bet, try some of those ones and enjoy the game. Dude, that's a good one. What do you guys... Um what gets you excited about the Super Bowl this year? I don't know. I hate Super Bowl parties, so that's the thing I'm most excited about. <laughs> yeah, I don't right. have to not go to any. I don't have to I don't have to like tell people I have to make an excuse of why I'm not going to their Super Bowl party. But like, are you guys feeling different about this one? Do you feel weird about not being around a bunch of people or a couple people or whatever? I don't know. It's a it's an interesting year for the Super Bowl because I'm excited. But like I don't know. I know. I know the whole, you know, congregating with everybody and making all the food and stuff that kind of bums some people out. Yeah, I think like all the food varieties, not having all of those is kind of a bummer. I mean, it's nice to know, not be worried about like something being eaten too much by some slob uh, because I want to get it. And I'm too, too focused on the game and they don't give a shit. So they're just over there like hog in the guac. So, you know, call them out by name, Dan. Options. Call them out by name. Come on. <laughs> You know who you are. (laughs) Um, But for me, like I love, I obviously love watching the game. Um, And now we're going to want to pay attention to some of the stuff the announcers are going to say. And people talk, you know, when you're at a Super Bowl party, people talk during the game, but people also talk during the commercials. And that pisses me off. And I hate that. I absolutely hate it because I want to pay attention to the commercials as well. 
just as much as the game, but I need to hear every part of the commercial. I don't need to just pick up on occasional words and things like that. So that's one blessing in disguise is that I don't have to worry about anybody talking over the commercials or eating all the guac while I'm paying attention to a fourth down conversion in the second quarter. Oh, specific. Yes. Very specific. Yeah. Cause in the fourth quarter, the guac's gone, right? And it starts to brown. So yeah, got to get it early. Um, I was actually, yeah. So I was thinking about this, this week about how since we have a six month old, I, I think like pandemic or not, I don't think we would have been doing the Super Bowl party. So I feel like on my end, it's not it's not really a change for for this specific uh, event. It's not really, I don't think, too big of a change. Overall, I'm a fan of Super Bowl parties for the first half um, and then like watch halftime and then I'm out after that. that. That's pretty much it for me because you know, I want to get to bed on time. I don't really care who wins all that much unless my team's in it and my team has not been in it in a long time. So that's kind of where I am. Gotcha. But yeah, you still would have went. You would have went with the with the kid for till halftime. Till halftime. Yeah. That's when everyone, you know. Watch the halftime show. Coast, the halftime. Yeah. The halftime dip on the East Coast is that's that's serious. You just got to go. Just got to get out. <laughs> it's too late. It's too late because on the West Coast, it's not that way. I just, oh, I love the time for the Super Bowl. Just start beyond at like 3.30, you know, over around six something. Like, okay, let's mm-hmm. get ready to watch Queen Latifah and the, uh, what is she, the Equalizer? I forget <laughs> I think that's what the, the show's called. I can't remember, but I was like, hey, I, I don't watch CBS shows. I'm not 85 years old, but you know right. what? <laughs> I'm like, well, what's happening the Super Bowl? I'll turn this bad boy on. Let's make it happen. All right. Well, keeping with the NFL, um, Jared Goff just got traded from the Rams to the Detroit Lions. The LA Rams to the Detroit Lions. <laughs> Imagine waking up wherever you live. It doesn't matter. You, LA is just a drastic example, but just imagine wherever you live and just waking up and, I don't know, scrolling your Twitter feed. And all of a sudden, you just see that you are moving to the exact opposite of the place that you live. And opposite in, I'm going to say a bad way. Oh, yeah. And from L.A. to Detroit. I, I just, I, I feel bad for Jared Goff. <laughs> yeah. Because I don't understand. It's like, you go from being... I don't want to say he was the man in L.A., but you're still, you're the quarterback for the team that anybody cares about, the NFL team that anybody cares about, and that's the Rams. And now you're going to Detroit, a team that nobody cares about in a city that nobody really cares about. (laughs) No, it's a poor one out for Jared Goff, if you would, (laughs) this weekend. Um, He took the Rams to the Super Bowl not that long ago. And he's, yeah, had some struggles since then, but... Talk about worst case scenarios. Uh, I mean, good for Matthew Stafford. You got to feel good for Matthew Stafford getting his ass finally out of Detroit and giving himself a chance to win some, get into the playoffs, let alone win a playoff game. But Jared Goff, boy, this could just be the end for him. Going to a franchise, one of the worst franchises in the history of all sports that has had two elite Hall of Fame players in Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, both say, I'd rather retire early than stick around for this horse shit because I'm sick of losing. And that's where Jared Goff has to go with this new lunatic head coach and try to make a career out of it. So please, pour one out for Jared Goff. T's and P's, 
thoughts and prayers to you, my friend. There's a lot of layers to this one. I, I don't even think about this from a sports perspective. I just think like from a quality of life perspective, Mm -hmm. I don't know in professional sports if there is a worse change in living situation than going from LA to Detroit, Michigan. I I don't, I can't, and to have it happen in February. Yes. You know, that's, that is awful. And Jared Goff is from California. He's never left that state other than to play on a road trip when he knows he gets to go back to LA or California. Mm Mm-hmm. Man, I just Buffalo I feel, maybe is Buffalo worse? Uh, yeah, that's a that's probably a good one. Maybe because in terms I was of like weather, they'd be worse. But in terms of quality of life, maybe they have a little bit of an edge to Detroit. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, but there are many I, that are worse. I was thinking like like Cleveland quality of life. Oh, is, yeah, that's a good one. But that's I think well, personally. I think that's better than Detroit. I would rather go to Cleveland than Detroit. Joakim Noah's uh, uh, comments when he was still in the NBA, uh, when they were playing uh, the Cavs, and he's like, why would anyone want to live in Cleveland? Just a bunch of factories. (laughs) One of the greatest, greatest clips ever. Got to bring that back. But like, I I would choose Cleveland over Detroit. I, I would, I've been both to both places. Uh, and and I was thinking like the only other worse way to I mean maybe like Miami to one of those places is comparable right but oh, I just oh I feel so bad for Jared Goff dude I'll, I'll just let me tell you what I did today guys as you guys are sitting there in the cold I cut my grass today <laughs> like I had to I had to cut my grass today because. It like it was, you know, it was way too hot. I hadn't cut the grass since we moved here. Just got my lawnmower. So I cut my grass today and I was really bummed because when I walked outside, I walked out with a t-shirt, not thinking. And then I had to like go throw on like a hoodie real quick to cut my grass. And by the time I was done cutting my grass, the hoodie was off. I played in the water with my daughter today in LA. Jared Goff it's going to Detroit. The water's frozen there. The water is frozen. There is no water in Detroit. It's frozen. <laughs> There's snow. He's moving to Michigan from the place where we've been complaining about it being cold here. But like it's it was it's like 70 degrees outside today. And you're moving from this to that. I just I I stopped com- this the Jerry Goff trade made me stop complaining about the weather that we've had over the last couple of weeks. <laughs> Maybe maybe stop complaining because I'm like, at least I'm not Jared Goff because Jared Goff's not only in L.A., but he's rich in L.A., like rich, richer yeah. than you could ever dream of in L.A. So like wherever Jared Goff's house is, is better than any place that I will ever live. And then he's moving to Detroit where he could buy a block with the money that he buys that he has his house in L.A. for. But like, dude. At le- the one caveat is at least Detroit plays in a dome because that's, I mean, that's the one thing on game day you're indoors because places like Green Bay, Chicago, Buffalo, that's really nasty. That's New England. I love how 
I love how New England, Matt Stafford, he had a no trade clause and he had one team on the list and it was the New England Patriots. I love that, by the way. <laughs> that was the one team. He said, no way. But uh, poor, poor Jared. Poor Jared. You gotta, you gotta feel for him. Poor Jared. Speaking My of God. Jared. Oh, oh, no, 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 in this case against Subway, where these uh, people put together, did a scientific study, which, my God, you had a lot of time on your hand, to see if Subway's tuna was real tuna. And they say that it's not. Subway says that it is real tuna, and that is crazy, and it's a smear campaign <laughs> against Subway. Boys, how do you rule in brunch court? Has anyone here actually even tried the tuna at Subway? No. I've not. My wife loves it. She gets really. The, yeah, she loves the tuna at Subway. It has it has never once crossed my mind that that's something I should get at Subway. So I guess there's not a lot of we we have we we don't have the information that the the researchers have uh, on this subject. And that's the problem is that they've. They took samples from a variety of Subway restaurants in California and found that there was no actual tuna or fish in the tuna. It's just a concoction of things to taste and look like tuna, but they didn't divulge what they found. They just said it's not fish and it's not tuna. And like you said, Dee, Subway saying this is a smear campaign and apparently the law firm that they're using has like a history of – um targeting food industry in, in, in chains like that to kind of make a name for themselves. And clearly their name is getting out there because this headline was everywhere. Um, but here's my thing. You shouldn't be allowed to sue Subway if you've made an independent decision to get a tuna sub there. You just shouldn't be allowed. If you've made that decision and you think that's the most delicious thing and that's good to know, Didi, that Siobhan's had it. She loves it. But I think tuna is just disgusting anyways. Uh, so the fact that I'm siding with the the two nights, the tuna, the tuna lovers, Team Subway, man, I, I'm ruling uh, in their favor that it's real tuna. You just shouldn't get it. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm with you on that, Dan. I, I um I didn't know the the background details. I appreciate that. And as some, I, I read a lot of research, not, not specific to tuna or subway, not subway's but, tuna's research, no. but it always raises some flags when there's like potential conflicts of interest. And if this is, you know, a group that has in the past gone after other food joints. Okay. Red flag right there. Red flag number two. Well, they say it's not tuna, but they don't say what it is. So if they don't, if they're saying that it's not tuna, but they can't say what it is, how do they really know that it's not tuna? You know what I mean? Like, let's have some specifics here, or or, or else it's going to be a little hard for me to take you seriously. I guess. 
I'm ruling in favor of Subway. Well, that does it, guys, because I'm ruling in favor of Subway as well. Ooh. I don't see that coming. I thought we were all going to go the other way. Right. Listen, I don't – the reason I have never in my life worked in fast food is because I don't want to know what goes on back there. I don't want to know how Taco Bell makes their tacos. (laughs) I don't want to know how Wendy's makes their chicken. I don't want to know how McDonald's makes their burgers. I don't want to know. I just want you to hand it to me in a bag, and I eat it, and that's it. I don't want to know anything else. So, like, with this one, it's the same way. I'm ruling in favor of Subway. You knew what you got when it's not, when you signed up for it. If you want real tuna, go to the grocery store. Go get your tuna. Go get your but tuna Subway, in a can, you weirdo. <laughs> but Subway, listen, I'm ruling in favor because, hey, you know what you're doing when you signed up to get tuna at Subway. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah, I thought I was going to be out on an island there. That's good to know. We're all team Subway. Subway. Brunscourt. All we'll take, charges. Yeah. <laughs> there's Rules. the gavel. There it is. There's the, there's gavel. the gavel. My black pen that's kind of broken. Team Subway. Gotta love it. Team Subway, brunch court. We'll, we'll solve all the food-related cases right here on that's Brunch right. Breakdown. That's right. <laughs> all right. Well, um, let's get into it, guys, before we get out of here. What we are listening to. Boys, what are you listening to this week? What's got your ears going a little crazy chris get us started what you listening to so last week i put hobo johnson on the playlist and due in part because i had been watching uh tiny desk and i have since spun into a tiny desk wormhole which is pretty fun wormhole uh if you're ever looking to get yourself in a wormhole but I watched Mac Miller's Tiny Desk and number one made me really happy. Number two made me really sad, but he ended that performance with 2009 and he brought in strings to perform with them during the Tiny Desk performance. I guess they had their own strings, but they traveled, didn't work out. So they had to, they basically just like worked it out with these, this group of three women. They practiced once like, 10 minutes before they actually did the uh, performance and it sounded amazing. Um, So that's a, that's a really now a hard song to listen to, but it's also a really, really good song. So I'm going to put 2009 on the playlist this week. Dan, what are you listening to? Uh, Blue to Tiger. Uh, I put her on the playlist a couple of weeks ago as she's starting to release music, um, Early in her career, I think the song was Figure It Out is what I put on the play- playlist. But she's kind of this uh, singer, songwriter, DJ, performer. Uh, but she had all started with the bass guitar is what I talked about when I had her on the, the first time. Um, and she released a new song this past week called Vintage. And it's still that, you know, bass, funk, uh, almost bluesy pop type of jam uh, with a nice, uh, really catchy chorus in there. Uh, part of her debut EP, which is coming out next month in March, which I'm very, very excited about just hearing the couple of songs that she's released. Uh, she's got a bunch of covers too, which she does really well. So Blue to Tiger, vintage for this week. Nice. Uh, well, since I'm keeping it with the Super Bowl, since the weekend is the Super Bowl halftime performer, I can't wait to hear this song on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. Save Your Tears by the weekend. I know he's going to play it. I hope he does. Uh, I just I, I just hope he makes it weird. 
So save your tears by the weekend. If you haven't listened to After Hours, it's incredible album. So check it out. Yeah. Nice. Uh, my second pick is trending on TikTok right now. Okay. And who would have thought Michelle Branch would be <laughs> trending on TikTok? But we're putting Michelle Branches everywhere on the wow. playlist. Because that's just a damn good song. Banger. It is. It's really good. I, it is. <laughs> no complaints here. Yeah. No, uh, she should have been on one of our now playlists. And I don't know how she didn't. I, you know, yeah. I have no idea. That's that's something seems wrong there. But well-deserved. If anybody I has like any it. ideas on uh, <laughs> what type of TikTok I could make, for 30 seconds of Michelle branches everywhere. You, you just let me know. <laughs> there you go. Uh, next up, I'm going to go with an artist named Lolo. Uh, just discovered her uh, within the past two weeks. Uh, she released a song called Lonely and Pathetic. Um, she's an indie pop artist out of Toronto. Um, and the song's kind of got this distorted electric guitar and the, yeah, you know, kind of electro pop beats, uh, in the bed underneath it. Um, and then the vocals, she kind of tells it like it is, you know, raw type of, uh, lyric content, uh, very catchy, super, super excited to hear more from her. When I stumbled on her, it was in this song in particular, I was really, really excited about it again, early, early on in her career, but low, low, uh, and lonely and pathetic will go in the playlist this week. All right, uh, I'm going with Flo Millie, a uh, female rapper that I absolutely love, and she is not for the children to listen to, so I'm just <laughs> letting you know that right now if this happens to come on the playlist. But uh, Flo Millie, Roaring Twenties, I this song is amazing. It's like two minutes and like 20 seconds of just incredibleness, and I love Flo Millie, and she has the album title of like possibly the decade because it's called Ho, Why Is You Here? <laughs> anyways flow millie check it out i love it well speaking of why is you here uh here comes the retro replacement for this week and we can ask that same question why is this artist on the playlist uh when's the last time you heard from three six mafia wow Ooh, wow minute, two, a minute. Or three or six we're gonna put lolly lolly on the playlist this week uh also probably not for the children but um yeah <laughs> that's the song this week and holy shit there's a lot of names associated with that song did not realize it there's like 24 featuring things going on there (laughs) why three six love three six mafia amazing amazing uh my last one this week is going to be from pale waves um you know they've uh started to release a couple of singles uh for their new album releasing later this month and, you know, they're an indie pop group, uh, if you will. And th- these newer songs have taken a kind of a surprising turn, not necessarily in a bad way, but there's a little bit of like an old school pop punk vibe here. Chris, that might interest you. Some like, uh, you know, there's female lead singer, so you kind of get some Paramore and even some Avril Lavigne vibes on some of the ones they've released so far this year. Uh, so less indie more in that pop punk category, but still with their own little twist on it. So you don't own me by pale waves. Um, again, very excited and interested for that album later this month, but, uh, their newest, a single off of that release this week will go on the playlist. Nice. 
And uh, my guess, the last song for uh, what we're listening to, Retro, because we talked about it earlier in the show. Little Boosie, wipe me down. There it is. <laughs> I can't believe that that happened in this episode. But like, I, I just, no song makes me happier than wipe me down. Like when I'm in a bad mood, that is on my like playlist that I need to, like, I don't know. When I don't feel like grocery shopping, I put on wipe me down. When I don't feel like doing something, it's wipe me down. I just love Wipe Me Down is just it gets me through all the things. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. Your your daughter plays it when you, she needs you to wipe her down. Just you know, it's just a household theme. Exactly, and sometimes you do have to wipe down the shoulders, chest, pants, and shoes. It's disgusting. But sometimes <laughs> you got to do it. Wipe me down. It's fitting. <laughs> Shout hashtag blowout life. You know, <laughs> I guess wipe me down. beautiful well boys any final thoughts today on the brunch breakdown before we get out of here before it's super bowl sunday and all yeah who do you guys who do you guys got for the super bowl who's your pick oh chiefs i want the chiefs to win by like 40 (laughs) like 40 all right i don't even really want the game to be good i just want one team to score a lot of points yeah, I the Chiefs just because I've seen Tom Brady win enough already. Yeah, same with me. I uh, not only rooting for the Chiefs, but I I do think the that the Chiefs will win, and I do hope we have a good game for at least three quarters, uh, and even a better halftime show. But I think we'll be talking next week. Naturally, we've got the commercials to go through, but I think there's going to be something else non-game related that makes a headline that we're going to be talking about next week regarding the Super Bowl. So, oh, that's another death prediction by Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no deaths this time, just a non-football related headline that we'll talk about regarding the game. I think something in the weekend's performance will be the talk of his performance and it won't be the weekend. Kind of like how like uh, the left shark thing for yeah. Katy Perry. And that became the star of her performance. I think something is going to be the talk, but it won't be the weekend. That's my future thought. Maybe, maybe it's Kenny G. That would be it, right? <laughs> Give I me mean, Kenny G for that remix and I'll turn the game off. I don't even care. <laughs> Half time. It won't matter. Whatever the score is, I'm done. Kenny G just like on this floating rafter and his hair is just like 50 feet long, just flowing down. And he's got the alto sax up there. Let's go make it happen. Kenny G floating through the stadium with his alto sax. Oh my God. Just if you want the best Super Bowl halftime show ever the weekend, I know you listen to this podcast. I know you do. That's it right there. That's it. Floating Kenny G <laughs> with ridiculous extensions flying through the stadium yes. in Tampa. Let's 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 go. See now, like if that doesn't happen, I'm gonna be so pissed. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We set ourselves up though for some letdowns. We'll hope for the Chris. Best. Uh I think Tom Brady's gonna get hurt. Oh. Yeah. No uh no team has pressured Tom Brady. Uh, as effectively as the Chiefs, so and he sucks when he's pressured. So let's do it. That's true. Who is like- Tampa Bay's backup? Uh, Chad Henney. No, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Ooh, that's that's Patty. That's a f- phenomenal question. Uh, I don't know. 
It's not Jameis, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. If it were Jameis, they'd have a shot. Wow. Man. Tom Brady getting hurt. Yeah, he likes his comfy, cozy pocket. Once that song bitch collapses, that could get nasty. I like it. Well, it's going to be a fun week, and we'll be back here to break it down for all of you guys on the Brunch Breakdown that you can find literally everywhere all over social media. Make sure you listen to the podcast and watch us on YouTube and on Facebook. Dan, Chris, see you later. Yeah.